feel me? Anybody can get it, you feel me? Shitty! Bang Bang and Jokuane! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. I am once again out of sorts, not home at the Sirius Studios because I'm having major construction in my house. Very frustrating. Um, today we have uh, Chidi and Jokowani is joining us. I think that's his first time. He's a middleweight uh, fighter, as everybody knows, fighting against uh, Gregory Rodriguez on Saturday night. And I believe this is his first appearance on the show. And then Andre Feely is coming back. Uh, we'll have him in a little while. And Andre Feely is an old friend of the show and also a comic book fan. Yeah. Don't you smirk, you little... I'm not. not. Hey, blink if you think that's corny. You motherfucker. Well, I always blink. That's the bad thing you tell me to do. I I blink a lot anyway. I shouldn't have said blink. Jimmy, how are you, Jimmy? I want to talk to Andre Feely. He also did the Adam Hunter's stand-up comedy thing. Jimmy. I know he did, and I'm kind of curious to uh, what he thought of it. And uh, what you know, if you're getting laughs, it's very addicting. Yes, uh, you don't think I know? You of course, you're the dad joke champion, Thank according you. to your mug. How could you not? Hey, hey, I break this thing out to get me in the zone when we're doing yeah. this. Show. But uh, he has something in common. He did stand-up comedy with you. He fought in a cage like me, and he likes comics like me. Yeah. If he like if he liked penises, he'd be like you also. He would have a lot in common with both of us. Well, it'd have to be a dress on them. Well, listen, everybody's got a type. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I'm just hey, rounded. Yes, buddy. Hey, I mean, I hey, first of all, and you don't have to answer this, Jake the Mighty Ginger, our new producer. I like what he's doing with our new rundown sheets. Yeah, you it's a little bit easier, I, sure. A lot, a little bit. I'm a simpleton, a lot easier. Because I'll watch fights and I'll be like, wait. And if it's a new fighter, I'll be like, what's his face again? And so he's giving us this. He's, he's doing it very professional. Like no, but for me, to win these are being printed out. Like normally I'll work off the computer screen. Not that the audience gives a shit. Matt's doing drugs. I, I will normally. Uh, well, <laughs> normally I'll work off my computer screen and flip through and have Wikipedia and all that stuff. But I just got back to work, and I it, it's all printed, so it's like I got to rifle through papers. I feel like one of those assholes on a sports desk, a sports desk, Listen, when they uh, they run out of things to say on the uh, evening news. Hey, the Giants are playing this uh, Sunday, and they do that, and that's the end of the segment. I hate hey, it. yes, sir. I hear you. No, no, yeah. I hear you. But he does make it easy, so I I do I do appreciate that. This this new relationship with our new producers, so far going swimmingly. It is, yeah. And I'm in a little bit of pain. My nose is bothering me a little bit today. I had that surgery a few weeks ago, but today it's really oh, bugging me. I'm in a bit of discomfort for some reason. And I saw a giant water bug cockroach in my fucking house again last night. It's driving me crazy, these things. Man, I had to get Terminex for my school. I had some ants at the front door. So people would like, throw out some like food in the garbage and ants would be all over there. Like, what the fuck? The Terminex, is that a company? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking... It's like, a you know... the the. Did they, they help? Just, yeah, they sprayed the front door and nothing came back. They said at this time of year, I know this is very fascinating for our listeners, but at this time of year in, in New York, like um, the change of the weather, they start to try to come inside these fucking ants. Oh, but anyway, man. listen, we're breaking out all the fucking news right now. <laughs> Jimmy, we're easing into it. But really quick, before we get um, Cheda in. Cheda. Cheda. I love that name. Uh, five contracts given out on the uh, yes, all five eight of the Dana White contender series season six. And let me just tell you, really quick, I was impressed with a lot of people, but I really was. I, uh, the, yep. the, the it was a dominant, a dominant. Um, I'm gonna get oh, it's on backwards. I'm sorry, I'm reading from the down. Um, I'm the all right, 
Sorry, I'm looking at the order it came in. Uh, Daniel Marcos, uh, dominant, dominant win over Brandon Lewis. It was 30-27 on all cards. And uh, just dominant. And very, and just, and it looked like he was getting a little tired at the end. And, and to Brandon Lewis's credit, he was stalking him. But what I liked about Marcos is he was leading him. Like, it looks like he's almost, not running, but circling, circling on the bike. And he'd stop on a dime and land a fucking right hand and a left hand. I mean, he was picking his shots. And it was really... It was really, it was, he showed his skill and, um, you know, very emotional on, on the mic when he's talking about getting the contract and his family and stuff and what it would do for them and him able to see his family. And it was nice. It, it, yeah. It's beautiful stuff. But uh, a, a, somebody I really, listen, I was impressed by everybody I seen fight, but this girl, Bruna Brazil from Brazil. Uh, wow. Jimmy. She looked amazing, and I'll tell you what I liked about her fight versus uh, Marnik Man. Who yeah, uh, yeah. was she undefeated before this, Marnik? I believe she was. Well, she's uh, five one and zero, oh, so yeah. Yeah, so that's her record now. Yeah, she's five. She was now. undefeated. Okay, I'm just. I sure believe so. Yeah. Before, okay. Um, Bruna started the fight off with a body kick, and and Man was a little square. To be honest, she was a little square, so that makes her more of a target, which the great uh, Laura Sanko was pointing out. You know, Laura Sanko does, she's a good commentator. Yeah. She sees a lot, that girl. Um, but yeah, so she kicked her with a, a, a kick to the body to start things off, and it kind of set the tone for the fight. Like she got hurt. She almost turned the back. She's like, ooh. And it was in the solar plex, it wasn't in the liver. It was weird, but it hurt her. So then Jimmy, throughout the fight, uh, uh, Bruna. Brazil is showing a well-rounded skill set, stalking her, landing these kicks, whether it's body, leg, body, leg punches. Uh, then we saw a ground game. She's on top and she's she got a beautiful reversal with a butterfly hook to get on top of man when man finally got it down. And uh, to finish things off, she to finish things off, she did a high kick to end it, a kick to the face, where it just looked like you could, if you want to get in to the uh, UFC through the Dana White Contender Series. I don't think there's a better way to do it than the way she did it, because she showed patience. Uh, I was about to say poise, which is kind of the same shit, but yes, yeah. it's just <laughs> patience and poise. No, but very patient with her strike, striking, a well-rounded skill set, an aggressive opponent, which which is even a, a girl that was look, looking to uh, bring the fight. And uh, I'll tell you, the way she finished the show was beautiful. Because she started off making this girl think, man, and you saw her thinking, man, thinking, look, I don't want to get hit in the body again. That's when she went upstairs and she put her out with a head kick and, and she did it like she wasn't surprised. So I want to see what's next with that Bruna Brazil. I thought she was a delight. Yeah, um, head kick is always enjoyable. I'm sure not to receive, but to watch. Jimmy, this Trevor Peak, he's one of those guys, he's been through a lot in his life. And he, they say he's a dog. Like he, when he went, he went through uh, different addictions that he had to overcome. And he was such a fighter. When he yeah. went to his first fight, his buddies were bringing him to a fight. He thought he was going to like have like a, a street fight in a parking lot somewhere. He was. He didn't know that it was a like a, it was like an unsanctioned type of fight. Right. And he went and he won, and and he, and it was no going back since then. So Trevor Peak is a real fucking like a, like a real like street street guy, real 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 real, real tough guy, you know. Uh, and he's a dog, and and he needed that because Malik Lewis, dude, the way this thing started off, Malik was was putting a was putting it on him, and even hurt him. And you're like, oh man, this could be stopped because he had him up against the cage, and he was landing, and then he's doing some dramatic shit with jumping knees. And I mean, if he would have ended it there, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Because he was looking good. Yeah, but Jim toughness, Jimmy. I don't like Jim. Yeah, Austin Jim Flores. Just call me well, sweetie. Well, well, listen. No, I can't do it, Jimmy. Okay. Toughness, and not only toughness, endurance. That's another tool in the in the fucking uh, in the arsenal. Like that's another weapon in the arsenal. It really is. Uh, and that's what Trevor Peak showed: toughness to withstand what he had to withstand, and the endurance. Because you can have toughness, but just have nothing in the lungs. Right. He took everything that Malik Lewis gave to him, and Malik Lewis gave him a lot. And he came back. He did a well-timed takedown off kind of a lazy back fist off of Lewis. Got him down and just showed a good ground game. 
he fought his way to Mount and half guard. He was just beating him up. I think he finished it. Uh, was it Mount? It was a ground and pound. Yes, he ground the pound on Mount. And uh, I think uh, Lewis emptied the tank a little too early, you know, but he looked good. It's not the last we're going to see uh, Malik Lewis. I believe and, and, him again. And Matt, before we, uh, we, we cover the final two fights, our guest yes. is, uh, is here if you want oh! to get uh, Chidi and Joe Kawani in here, and then we can go with the, the final two fights. Yes. Uh, because uh, Alex Garov, how do you pronounce the, uh, the Russian uh, gentleman's name? Ikram. Uh, Alex Garov. Alaskarov, really, really quick. Beautiful. Alaskarov. I like that. I like the way you did that for me, Jake. Jake. Hey, another thing Jake does. Look at how, how he wrote his name. Alaskarov. I can say it now. Very good, Jake the Mighty Ginger. I'm liking this relationship. Anyway, Jimmy, what kind of savage am I? Just really quick. I don't, you know what? You're going to fuck around. Don't what? Fuck around. What kind of savage am I? A gentleman savage? I'm a fucking Kimura savage. Oh, I apologize. No, you know it. You do. I'm sorry, Jimmy. It's okay. I'm, I'm worked. I haven't rolled in a while. And I'm on espresso. This, I'll tell you, Alaskarov, beautiful fucking Kimura. If that's not a tap, if that's not a hey, you got me? That's a new shoulder. So, Alaskarov, Alaskarov, Alaskarov. I fucking want to see him in the UFC. I can't wait. I'm happy. And we'll talk about that. I'm, I'm happy that he's in there. I'm happy that all yeah. of them got contracts. Remind us, remind me. Let's talk about the last fight after we talk to uh, yes. Uh Chidi, this is your first time talking to us. Yes. And uh, hey, man, we're happy to get to know you a little bit. So, you, hey, listen, you're from Africa. Your parents like to spread it out a little bit, huh? Your brother's 11 years <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. He's, he's, uh, he's eight years old. <laughs> oh, he's eight years. I, well, I got to that. Yeah, I got 2011, he got to the UFC, right? Oh. He got 11 years ago, he came into the UFC. Sorry, that was my bad. <laughs> now, growing up, w w was he a guy who would fight a lot, and you're like, this is who I want to be like? Or, or how did it work out when you both pursued the same, uh, this, this same line of work? Uh, no, nah, my brother, <laughs> I, I was a kid. So, like, when he, when he put me in the he, – he signed up for fighting first, and he was doing it when he was, like, 18, I think. And then uh, – and then he brought me in it when I was like 10 years old. So I, I didn't really have much of a choice. <laughs> you just started training. What, what did you first start yeah. training in? Muay Thai. I started Muay Thai when I was 10. Was it something that like, were you using it? Like, did you grow up in an area where there was a lot of fighting or did you just like training? Or was it like, no, this is kind of necessary going to school? Um, I guess, I guess a little bit of everything. He wanted me to know how to defend myself and, and uh, yeah, it was it was kind of fun. Like he did it as a hobby. We didn't expect to be be fighters at all. How how long no. did it take you to realize that you were good at this, Chidi? Oh, I'm sorry, Chidi. Who's that? The uh, no, no, we're good. My bad. That's my bad. Uh, no, uh, I mean, Chidi. How long did it take you to realize that you're gifted? I'm looking at your last four fights here, or five, what is that? Four fights. KO, KO first round, the last two fights, uh, TKO, KO in the third round. I mean, I'm looking at old knockouts and TKOs. You got dynamite in these hands. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I've been punching and kicking since I was 10, you know. Well, that's what it is. So, <laughs> and, and what uh, about the grappling? I mean, you're fighting Gregory Rodriguez, who, I mean, he's people like, man, he's a, a black belt in jujitsu and this and that. But he's also got those heavy hands. He kind of likes to go. He, he he likes to do more of his um. He he likes to knock guys out. Also, he's not just that yeah. jujitsu guy. But how is your grappling? And and when did you start the grappling? Uh, shit. I mean, I did a little bit of grappling here and there back in maybe like around two thousand eight ish. Oh That's shit! When I had a first MMA fight, but I didn't take it. I didn't take it seriously until I moved to Vegas around like two thousand ten. 2011, oh. and uh, low key, I didn't even take it seriously. <laughs> you did. I was, I was, I was in the gym a lot more often, but uh, eventually, a few years ago, I started really taking it serious, and now, so I, I ended up getting my black belt under Sergio Pena. Oh wait a second, you're a black belt under so, Sergio uh, Pena? Yeah. <laughs> oh my! Oh, what the fuck am I talking about? I should have known. <laughs> I know Sergio Pena. Sergio Pena yeah, is a fucking gentleman, and he's old school, yeah. man. He gives you that. Yeah, you got that straight, solid 
for the street fight jujitsu. I love that. <laughs> you got to tell Professor Sergio uh, Pena that I said hello. Oh, I got you wrong. Right. Yeah. Hey, this changed hey, Jimmy. This yeah. changed everything. You're talking to a guy just knocking guys out left and right. You are, but he hangs out with Sergio Pena when he's a black guy. Whoa. Well, Chidi, what? What made you take it seriously? You said at first you kind of just dabbled a little bit. Did you come up against a grappler and you're like, oh, this is a problem. I have to, I yeah. have to learn how to do this. <laughs> yeah. It happened one too many times, man. <laughs> I, I was just trying to get my ass over, girl. So it was like, fuck it. I'm also learning this shit. So like, like maybe three years ago, I think when I was a purple belt, I just, I said, fuck it. I started, I stayed in the gym a little more. So I doing more jiu-jitsu, started doubling up, doing two days and, Got my brown belt pretty quick, and then maybe a year or so, maybe two years after that, I got my, my black belt. Was it like yeah. eating broccoli compared to the striking? You're like, ah, well, you might like broccoli. Me, I don't like my no. vegetables. Was it like, ah, was it like drinking your Robitussin? Was it, or did you enjoy the process? <laughs> it was like eating broccoli with like a little bit of dog shit sprinkled. <laughs> <laughs> so it was delicious. <laughs> that, that improves broccoli. That is so funny. You know what it is, Jimmy? If yes. you don't enjoy it, like, like that's how I felt with the striking, to be honest. I don't have a reach like you, uh, Chidi. I got little arms. I'm a, I'm a little man. So, I mean, it's not like I can keep a guy at distance. I just have to fight my way in, and I'm getting hit. I haven't sparred one day since uh, I got done fighting. <laughs> when you're done fighting, are you going to do jujitsu for fun, or are you just like, nah, I'll just I'm hit the not, I'm not sure. I was thinking about continuing to do it just so people don't whoop my ass. Yeah. But it's like right now, it, like it's like pulling teeth going to the jiu-jitsu gym. But I mean, I'm I'm a lot better at it now. So it's, yeah, it's isn't it easier now that you're you're good at it though, and you know what yeah, you're doing? Yeah, it's got to be more yeah. fun to do when you're actually yeah. a black belt. Yeah, it's a lot different. Like going to the, you, you know how it is. You being a fighter, you go into the gym there. Everybody wants to whoop your ass. So oh, I'm not getting any, I'm not getting any easy rolls or nothing like that. And but you learn a lot, and you learn fast. You know what's so great about you having that in, in your back pocket is you're knocking guys out left and right, but it makes you more freeing with your strikes because, you know, they, they start getting lit up. They put you down. There's not really that much of a fear of it where you've got a yeah. black belt. You've been down there. You put your timing down there. So it's not like, oh, man, I can't. It's not, it doesn't keep you from pulling the trigger. You yeah. know what I mean? Because there's a lot of guys that have the dynamite, but they're like, I can't unload because yeah. I get taken down, you know? Yes, that's exactly what happened. That's why I started doing more jiu-jitsu. I wanted to be able to open up more of my striking. 100%. And, uh, it changed everything. Like, there there was fights back in the day. I'm going into the fight, and my coaches are telling me not to throw a kick. And it's like, the fuck? Like, that's what I like to do. That's what I do, right? I'm a kicker. But now it's like they're open for everything. They're like, just go out there and do what you want and, and have fun. And, and they're talking also about uh, – Dana talked about doing a UFC in Africa. Um, I'm sure you would love to be on that card if that happens. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never been to Africa, but yeah, that would be dope. You would, right? Um, yeah. And you, where, where are you and your brother from? Well, my family's from Nigeria, but uh, my brother and my older sister they were born out there, and then me and my other two sisters were born out in Dallas. Oh, you're born down. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Um, when, when when your brother got into the UFC, did you think, "Hey, I will eventually get there," or did it seem like something that, as years went on, you're like, "Nah, I think I can do this." Yeah, it's more as years went on. Uh, growing up, I thought he like the fighting stuff was exclusively for him. Like, I thought I was just kind of doing it as a hobby, and and he was gonna be like the the real fighter, the only fighter in the family. And as I got older, I was like, oh, shit, this, this is kind of possible. Like, it, it might be something I can do, too. And, and then I got and then I got a little more older, and I was like, oh, shit, like, hey, if I keep training, I might be in, I might be in the UFC soon. <laughs> and so, shit, here we are now, and it's, now I'm looking at you. I'm trying to be a champion. What does your brother think of this? Is he just, whoa. He loves whoa. it. It's dope. Yeah, yeah, it, it's dope because uh, it's like after he got out, now I'm in and I'm kind of continuing the name and, and he's still out there. We go to fights and they're asking for this motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, whatever, right? It's, uh, it's for though. Now, what about outside of the cage? Are you 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 your person? Are you are you a married guy, single guy? Uh no, nah, I'm single. 
Hi, listen, man, you got to make sure you keep your eye on the prize after this weekend when you start. I mean, more eyes are on you, and it could be a distraction with the waves of stuff coming at you. I'm not going to say what stuff. This is a classy show. Now, listen, it's, 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 it's not a, are, you living, are you living in Dallas now or Vegas? Uh, I'm back and forth. I'm, I'm in Vegas for training for the most part. So, but so I'm in Dallas now. What do you like to do as a hobby, Chidi? What do you like to do when this? It does, and, and it has to, and I don't, you know, it could be an act of resting if you like to hike or this and that, but unrelated to training, you know, what's your hobbies, buddy? What do you like to do? Uh, it could be anything from watching shows on Netflix, yeah. reading a book, talk to me, video yeah, games. Yeah, a, a lot of the basic shit, all that shit, books, movies, uh, video games. I skated a lot back in the day, skateboarded. Oh, get out but, of here, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever break you know, anything skateboarding? No, that, but I, I rolled my ankles a lot, so it was like either fight or skate. I uh, walked through Washington Square Park. I, I'm in New York, and, and every day I walk through, there's guys uh, trying to skateboard, and most of them are terrible. Like, they just kind of stand on it and go fast, and then they jump off. How long does it take you to actually be able to do anything on a skateboard other than just kind of push and glide? Oh no, I was we were, we was actually doing shit like hitting big ass stairs and all that shit. I, I was trying to get sponsored at one point. So I skated, yeah. I, I stopped fighting for a little bit and focused on skating a lot. But you, uh, I, I, I was getting hurt way too that much. So. You were right. Is it hard to make money with a skateboard too? It seems like it's a hard way to make a living. I don't know. I never really got to that point, but it seems like it is. It's it's crazy. Do you watch any other sports? Yeah, I, I don't keep up with a lot of shit, but I'm from Dallas, a Cowboys fan, you know. <laughs> I'm from New Jersey. I'm, I'm a Cowboy fan. It's been a very painful 27 years. I don't watch <laughs> anymore. I only watch UFC. I watch you guys. I can't really watch football anymore. And after the, you know, 19 to 3 on uh, Sunday, just, you know, it, it's another <laughs> year is coming. Yeah, uh, I can't even watch the highlights no more, man. It's, it's disappointing. It <laughs> Let me ask you now, a, a fight's coming up that I'm sure you're going to be interested in. And it's the, uh, you know, the middleweight title versus, uh, it's going to be uh, Israel Adesanya versus uh, Alex Pereira. Oh, yeah. And now, you being such a devastating striker, what is your thoughts on that fight? You might be meeting one uh, of those guys. Right, right, right. That'll be dope. Well, both of them. <laughs> That'll be dope. Um, what's on that fight? It, it's, I don't know, but it's, it's a crazy fight. Like Adesanya, he's pretty cold, but Pereira beat him twice. So. And then they keep talking about the fluffy gloves. And it's like the gloves are smaller now. And right. I don't know if that's not a science favor. But I don't know. I'm 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 I, I think it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm I'm hoping to see how the science go in there and shoot for a double leg or something. <laughs> and, and change it up a little bit. Imagine that. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm a cold as hell. See, Whoever man, shoots but... first, that might be a that might be right. like that might be a pride thing. They might be like, "Ooh, that's, that's what I'm saying, man!" Like, like fuck the pride, bro. Somebody shoot, like change the yeah. shit. <laughs> Especially if you know you got put to sleep. Yeah, with the 16 ounce gloves. Well, I don't know if they yeah. were 16. They were big though. Ten, were... Ten, probably 10 ounce. Yeah, 10 ounce. But it's uh, a big difference between fucking four ounce. Whatever you know what I mean. That's one. That's one. I mean yeah. these things. You know, you land with one of those, you're going to get decapitated. And he knows how yeah. hard he hits. It's, this is, it is going to be extremely interesting because Alex Pereira, as of, so, I mean, he's answering the call when he's in there. He's yeah. been answering it, you know what I mean? Especially with a guy like Sean Strickland. Yeah. He's a wacky yeah. guy, but, but, you know, he can get, you know, he took him out. Like, you wonder yeah. psychologically what does that do to, uh, to uh, Adesanya too, because he's so dominant and 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 he's not afraid of Costa. He's not afraid of anybody. But what what psychology is it when you're? Did you ever fight anybody that you had previously lost to? No, no, I've, I've sparred people that I've lost to, but I've, I've never fought anyone. I never had rematches. But is there anything in your mind when you're sparring them? Even in sparring, where like I know this guy has beaten me. Yeah, but even then, I'm like, fuck this guy, bro. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you. Okay, you want to show him how lucky he got the first time. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. But it's like, but he got lucky twice, though. So yeah. it's like, is it luck at this point? Lightning don't strike twice is what I'm uh, hearing. Yeah. But every, yeah. I didn't, in fairness, I seen the knockout, but I didn't see how the other one went. And I, yeah, I, 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 I. Yeah. 
It wasn't a knockout, right? I thought it was a decision. No, no, I, I could be wrong. Right, I think so, yeah. So yeah. I remember him saying, did you watch the fights? Did you watch the fights? So they might have been closer or else close yeah. to the last one. Which happened yeah. first, knockout or the other one? I, I think the... I think the the, the decision the decision, first and yeah. the knockout was second. That's not good. Because <laughs> it's one thing if he got yeah, knocked out yeah. first and he came back and goes, all right, well, I did better. Yeah, that's the thing. Is a lot of shit players. players it's exciting, it is, man. Yeah, yeah I'm right. looking forward to that. And you're on a great card, too. Uh, right. you know, uh, uh, San Hagen against uh, Song Yudong is a great fight. Um, and are you guys the... Because uh, the co-main... Is uh has been crossed out on my sheet. Are you guys the co-main? Yeah, I think we got bumped up to the co-main. That's nice. That's gotta Ooh, feel great. Right. <laughs> That's um, I'm looking no forward to this fight against uh Gregory Rodriguez. Uh you're really, really exciting to watch. Um, but uh, you know, don't get up and piss because your fights tend to be over very quickly. So <laughs> watching this, I would say uh, just make sure you stay and watch the whole fight. And uh, <laughs> great having you on, Sheedy. Really, really good talking to you. And uh thanks for having me. We'd love to talk to you again when it's all over, and, and good luck on Saturday. Yeah, thanks, man. I like the name change, by the way. <laughs> that, thank you. Yeah, that's what Matt calls me. Matt calls me that, so I'm like, I might as well. Oh, big dad. <laughs> hey, Chidi, man. Best of luck, bro. Thank you. I thought tell Sergio you said what's up, man. Oh, definitely. Please do. Please right. do. Take care, bro. Take care. Right, thanks, man. Chidi and Joe Kawani. This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by Crypto.com, the official crypto partner of UFC. You've definitely seen their logo on our UFC gear. And crypto is something I'm getting into, so this is really a helpful, helpful site. With over 10 million users around the world, Crypto.com is the fastest growing crypto app, letting you easily buy and sell more than 150 cryptocurrencies. You can even buy Bitcoin with as little as $1. Crypto.com also offers the most popular crypto card in the world. The Crypto.com Visa card offers up to 8% back on most purchases and it comes with amazing perks. 100% rebate for your Netflix, Spotify, and Amazon Prime subscriptions. If you already own some crypto, did you know that Crypto.com offers some of the most competitive reward rates of the industry? You can get up to 8.5% on your Bitcoin or Ethereum, 12% on your USDC, and more. Find out how much you can earn by visiting Crypto.com. Get $25 when you apply for a Crypto.com Metal Visa card on the Crypto.com app using code UFC 25. Again, it's $25 when you apply for the card using code UFC 25. It's first come, first serve, so act fast. Download the Crypto.com app now on the App Store or Google Play. Before we get, I think we got Andre coming in soon. Is Andre here? I know this is very disorganized. But that's me too, because I'm here and put my glasses on. Like not a here yet. Not man. Here yet. Oh, he's not here yet. Okay. He's coming on soon. So let me finish up my talk. Yes, sir. Because I got done talking about uh, uh, Alex Garoff. Yep. You know, you know why I'm saying his name right? Yes, because he wrote it phonetically. Jake the Mighty Ginger did the shit right for me. Yep. Uh, damn, did I like that Kimura. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy. The yes, fucking Kimura. And I will do the test. I could cut glass with this nipple. Mm. I could go like a like one of those burglar movies where they're trying to get the diamond and then sure, and yeah. I could go with my nipple. I go and just like boop, poking it. And Is it, it cold where you are, or are you excited? I'm excited, Jimmy. Stop being silly. I that Kimura was a thing of beauty. Cause say, dude, I'll tell you right now. Um, when uh, Alice Garoff. The guy Souza, let me see here. What's his first name? Mario? Mario Paisan. No, Mario Souza from Brazil. <laughs> he, he said, he can still be my Paisan. He was, dude, he was, dude, his striking. Yeah. He was looking nasty. So, yeah. Yeah. Al Scaroff was like, listen, man, I just want to, I'm taking this limb off. What, what am I going to do? Go toe to toe? Sure. With uh, Mario Souza? Now, did you Mario like Paisan, the Kimura? What's that? Did you like the Kimura? No, now, now you just, now you just, now you. I might just being silly, yeah. You're being silly, and I like you. Know, it's good. You're a comedian, but Jimmy, the one fight I didn't talk about, uh, and his brother fights in the UFC, and uh, it's I, can you kill me with the name Farid Basharat? How's that? Yeah, not bad. Terrific. You didn't even look at it. Boom! 
I like that, Jake. Yeah. Boom. That's right. That's right. right. But uh, I'll tell you right now, he looked great. He got a, he, he, it was not only 30 27, it was 30 26 on two of the cards. So it was a dominating performance over in Allen uh, Begaso. <laughs> I think I killed that. But I think that's right. Begoso. What is it? Begoso. Let's call the whole thing off. But anyway, uh, he looked great. And it's listen, I'm excited. There's times I watch this Dana White contender, se- contender series, and I'm like, you know, forgetting new talent, I fucking love it. And I like I'm, I like seeing these guys burst on this scene. And 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 we're gonna know that way when I see them in the UFC, I'm like, oh, that's the guy I seen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get Andre in here because I believe he's going to be ready to go in a second. I don't think he's here yet. Oh, he is here. Okay, good. Let's bring let's him in. Yes. Fucking I question go! You. I'm stupid. Sorry. Timmy. Yes, sir. Timmy. I just comored a man. I put his arm behind That's his That's a back. long song, too. I held it there until he tapped. Oh, no. Jimmy, oh. the fight has just begun. Yep. We get him in here, I'll stop. If we don't get him in here, I'll continue. Yep. You know? That was one of the hits. What else was there, huh? Which one? Huh? Cheaty? Uh. We're just talking to Cheaty. Come on, Cheaty. Oh, you know what we need. No. Yeah. Yo. Smell a new Yo. one. Oh, we wait, hear Andre. I think we hear you, but we don't see you. Come on, Cheaty. Oh, you know what we need. Let's get Andre in it because he's a real sick. fucking rock and roll grunge motherfucker right there not this guy <laughs> i'm just an old guy trying to be cool and hip and with it but andre's actually sure. a fucking band when they take their shirts off and they fucking bump into each other and all that shit right? what did you do to what did you do to rile him up like this man it's Matt always this way. One. This we is actually Matt being one. very calm. He sings a lot. Uh, sometimes a he tapes one. on the show. So there's definitely oh, drugs shit. involved. Yeah. I, uh, go ahead, I'm going to go no headphones. Can I go no headphones? Yeah, fuck it. Okay. Okay, deal. You don't need those cans on. Look at me. Yeah, but you were, when, I, when I first got on, you were saying that I'm a real, a real musician or a real singer or whatever you said. You're giving me way too much credit, dude. I definitely do take my shirt off and jump around and yell and scream, but I don't know if I'm a real singer necessarily you, my friend you are the lead singer of Born i don't, I don't do much singing well it's, it, but you do yelling it's a, a singing is weird listen you know i do sing you do more yeah. i don't really do singing. i have a nice yeah. chorus but anyway listen you do i do like parodies of songs that jimmy just adores and i I'm do sure, yeah you know what yeah I mean? yeah like i think a queen song and i'll throw kamora in it and jimmy's like Ooh. but yeah. andre you you do some shit where it's almost like, it's almost like talking, but then it's like, like you're up there. Give us, can you give us a little something? Like I seen some of your shit, and I can't even. I can't, I, I, I'm I can't, not gonna belt it out, but I will say. So I will say this. I'll yes. say this. I'm really excited because there is a like the punk scene is very small. You, most yes. people know most people who are who are doing shit, and and I'm as far as mu- musically, I'm not in the punk scene i'm whatever but because i have a decent name from fighting and because i support a lot of bands i've made a lot of friends in that scene um and so one of my friends i have a bunch of friends in a band called code orange and they were just a a punk a hardcore band from philly and they have grown into being grammy nominated like badass legitimate like they they make they do they do songs for the soundtrack of the wwe video games they're nominated for a grammy they're fucking incredible and so through those guys my buddies in code orange i met um and have been talking to a producer named will yip who uh is a grammy nominated producer basically everything everything that is cool in hard music like punk music or 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 hand in everything that's been cool for the past five or ten years he's done he's produced there's a band called title fight it's my favorite band ever he produced their album. Long story short, 
um, he's a not, he, he, he like from friend to friend and Instagram conversation two songs and producing it. So I have a Grammy nominated producer producing my music at this point, and it doesn't make any fucking sense to me because I'm sending him my music like, hey man. Sorry if it sucks. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. And he's like, no, this is sick, man. I'm stoked to work on it. Like, I'm going to kill for you guys. Like, he's excited. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, is, am I being, am I, is this a prank? Like, how can you be excited? I don't, I'm not, you know, it's just, I've like, I've like tricked myself. I've like tricked people into thinking that I, I actually am doing something. And so now I have a Grammy nominated producer working on my music. And I'm like, fucking just, you know, you know, when you sneak into a building and you're not supposed to be there, but you just play it cool. You just like pretend yep. like. Like, yeah. I'm supposed to be here. That's what I've done with. That's what I've done with music, and that's what I've done with basically everything. It's like it's like being backstage at a concert. I'm yeah. always waiting to walk into the wrong hallway. I go, no, no, your pass doesn't get you back here. There's that right. humiliating feeling of being escorted <laughs> yeah. back to the shit area. Yeah. You just play it cool. You just pretend like, yeah, no, I'm for sure supposed to be here. Like, uh, I, I really, what I am is a professional fighter screaming into a microphone, not knowing what he's doing, but. Oh yeah, sure. You you're a Grammy nominated producer. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, sure. I would love to work with you. Yeah. Oh, you're excited to do it? Fuck, that's even cooler. Like, I don't know how we got here, but yeah, man, it's it's really cool. I've been able to meet a lot of really amazing people and really, really good friends through the punk scene and, and um it's it's a cool thing, man. It's cool to be able to work with uh cool to be able to work with guys who are like the top of their thing. You know, like we're at the top of this thing and top of our field and, and our craft and it's cool to work with guys at the top of their craft and everything i do i want to to stand on its own like i don't want to make music that right. people hear i don't want people to hear my music and go yeah you know it's it's, it's good for a fighter like i want to put my music in a playlist of other stuff that's like it and and have people just what are you like not 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 be a song that people skip like i want my music to be good for music just like i, I just did my first uh, stand-up comedy set yes just like yep. fuck it and try yeah, and I and they were asking me like, "Oh, do you want us to write a couple jokes for you? Do you want us to help you through it? Like, uh, do you you want to write like I got some MMA jokes? I'm like, dude, I don't want to talk about MMA at all. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to be a fucking. I don't want to be a gimmick. Like, if I go do stand up comedy, I want it to be funny, on its own. Like, to stand on its own and be funny for funny's sake. Not not because, not some fucking gimmick where it's like here's a fighter making fighter jokes like no i want to make i want to make motherfuckers laugh because i'm funny you know what i mean what did you talk about like what like when you start what what, what did you when you were opening i'm not like what were the jokes what did what did you talk about no right uh well my first initial <laughs> my first initial set that i wrote out was like very dark because that's my sense of humor and yeah. they basically had to be like look dude you can't fucking you can't joke about killing yourself and shit like it's suicide prevention month it's the, you can't you can't oh, you can't be self yeah. like not 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 strictly that obviously i'm joking but they're like they're like this is a little dark you can't fucking say this or say that and i was like oh i'll reel it in a little bit for it's my first time i'll reel it in a little bit but uh i'm building up to um i joke about how I made jokes. Well, I talked about um, I talked about fighting for about thirty seconds, just like as an introduction, and then I talked about how uh, I don't shit if anybody else laughs loud because I'm with the same girl for six years, and she's like five and a half years past laughing at anything I say. So I'm yep. comfortable making jokes that motherfuckers don't laugh at, you know. So I, I just started with that. I just made jokes about. I just talked about relationship stuff i talked about uh being being with the, the girl i've been with for six years i talked about uh i talked about a lot of, i actually don't really remember honestly i just kind of riffed dude like i just i, I had a, i had a layout in my phone and i set my phone on the stool and i was like okay i'll check back on it and then i woke back up and it was been it had been 11 minutes and i was like oh fuck that's that's it all right and then, like i just kind of let it ride man and i got it i got it, i got a pretty good reaction well, did you tape it so I'm sorry, Matt. Jimmy, Do you have video I, on it or audio? Jimmy, I want to let you know it was on. It's Adams Hunter's UFC. Yeah, it's on. It, it, oh, it, it was on Adam's show. It, okay, there you no, go. No, it's, it's it's Adam Hunter's UFC. Yeah, it's on Fight Pass. Comedy Jam oh, okay. Two on UFC Fight Pass. So if anybody wants to watch this, yeah, go to it's UFC on Fight Pass. If you guys want to check it out, yeah, yeah oh, it's great. Yeah. You looked that from what I see. You guys are you guys are both funny dudes, though. So. Thank you. Jimmy's a professional. Uh, as I said, you disappeared, you, Andre. You disappeared once I said you were a professional. Andre, yeah. <laughs> he was, he, he, that was the last straw. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> you 
Jake, what happened to our guest? He'll come back. He's here. He had a little wife. I was a little uh, in and out. Hey, he looked very comfortable on there from what I see. Yeah. And I'm impressed. He wrote his own shit. Yeah. That's nice. I thought uh, he got it written for him. Um, I the other guys had it written no, for hell him. Hell no. Oh, hey, are. where are you? We don't see you. you can you see me? No. Can you see me? Press a uh, start video or whatever that says. I, I can see. I, I'm not the. I can guy. see and I can start. I can see and hear you guys both. Wow. Uh, you see where it says the video stop video? There you go. You're back. Up. Yeah. Now, I'm, now I'm something happened to me. What the yeah. fuck is happening? What happened to you guys? You are sharing screen. All right. We're I'm back. always nervous about that. There you, no. you don't, now okay. you're gone. You're gone. You're back. There you are. Dude, so am I here? Am I there? Yes, yes. Yes. You so you listen. Okay, I'm in I'm in New York, New York, and the way the Wi-Fi's terrible, so I apologize. I That's okay. They probably do that so you gamble. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh hey, yeah. Andre, you yeah. wrote your own material. Yeah, always. That's course, fucking yeah. awesome. Nobody else did, I Thank guarantee you. it. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Anybody um, else? And I love Frankie and Sarah McMahon, but did they write their own stuff? I think I think Sarah wrote hers. I don't know if Frankie did. Um, but you know, I, everybody's different, man. Like I think everybody did a great yes. job. For me, I just for me, I just wanted to everything I do, man. Whether it's like music or comedy or whatever, like I wanted to stay on its own. Like I I want to be the best fighter in the world. I I will be the UFC featherweight champion in the world that mentality i take to everything else where it's like if i'm going to do stand-up like i want to be fucking funny like I, i'm gonna be funny or i'm not but it's gonna be me you know what i'm saying like it's not yeah. gonna be i'm not gonna not be funny with somebody else's jokes like so man it was crazy too because you know i have this kind of habit of just like rolling with stuff like yeah fuck it whatever so i was like yeah whatever i'll do it and then i didn't want to like i i, said, I agreed to it and then like uh you make plans and then the plans come come up and it's time to go do the plans and you're like i just kind of want to fucking stay home i didn't really want to do yeah. the thing but I, I rolled with it and i got there and everybody else was like practicing and shit and i'm like fuck i better I, my, my 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 fucking jokes aren't even completely written out like it's fucking day of the show i'm like i better get some i better pull something together and then um dude and then i expected it to be like a it you know a couple people dude it was 300 fucking people it was like they sold the place out it was like standing room only i'm like I walk out there, I'm like, oh, I really fucking, I walk on stage like, fuck, I really got myself into it this time, you know, but <laughs> I just had fun, man, and I think I did like seven minutes. That New York, New York Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's very bad. You know? Jake, see if you can connect with him and 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 uh, see if you can get up. There he is again, ah. okay. Fuck yeah. Nope, now we don't hear him. Uh, we don't hear you, Andre. Yeah, we only have video. I'm sorry, guys. The, the Wi-Fi is terrible. I'm sorry. That's yeah, that's not your fault, man. Yeah, we should promote um, the fact that you're fighting uh, uh, Bill Algeo on on, on uh, Saturday night, too. Yeah, yes. uh, I am winning a fist fight Saturday night, so that'll be fun. Um, I'm really excited to get in there, and, and I'm excited to get in there and just flow and perform. You know, my last one didn't go how I wanted to just – I got clipped early. I, I, I didn't go out. I felt fine. Like, it's one of those ones I got clipped, and – her Dean jumped in and I stood up and like, I just looked at my corner. I literally, the first thing I did, I was Ooh. I clicked. Everything was a, was a flow. You know, he landed a good shot. Everything was like a, 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 a everything was like a, a, you know, when the Tasmanian devil spins and it's like arms yeah. and fucking feet everywhere. Like it was, a, it was all chaos. It was chaos for 20 seconds. And then the ref pulled us off and I just corner like, uh, guys, like, fine but got but whatever so it was almost like i did all the work of a fight camp but i didn't actually get to fucking go perform you know it's like right i didn't even get a real fight so i'm excited to get that out i'm excited to get in that cage and move and flow and land my shots and 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 talk a little bit of shit and have fun and i'm excited to really go get in a fist fight you know because I, I didn't get to do that last time so i'm excited to um to go do that i got a lot of shit to prove still so i'm excited man you, you know how jealous i am that you could to deal with hecklers like to be able to strangle somebody or throw a kick at their face. God, would I yeah. love to have those skills. You're very lucky. Yeah, but you guys get to you guys get to emotionally scar. Like a good comedian can really fucking shut a heckler down and send him them home with the. Like I've seen some comedians 
just ruin hecklers, like send them home with the kind of scars that don't heal, dude. Like, yes, but I would also like, like to kick them. Like, I would yeah, like to do that sure. and then strangle sure. them. <laughs> yeah, imagine, yeah, both, both. Imagine, if you will, that Chris yeah. Rock knew Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and, and after that smack, he jumped on his back yeah. and he got Will Smith. Right. Who's the Fresh Prince now, cocksucker? <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway. Here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. That's such a crazy thing because like that shows even these famous people, these famous people who are like doesn't matter, famous, not famous, whatever. Like most men are terrified of physical confrontation and like don't know how to handle it well. And to watch like I don't give a fuck if we're at the Oscars or the fucking Grammys or the this or the that, whatever. Like if another grown man even approaches you in that way, like he might slap you, you got to fight. If he actually puts his hands on you, you have – like I don't give a fuck if you're hosting. You got you to gotta swing back at least. You got to do something, right? Like I, I respect the way that Chris Rock played that off, but there's not a situation where anybody slaps me and, and, and we just like laugh it off. Like we're going to fucking fist fight. Do you know why I think that he let him slap him though? The reason like the slap happened because Chris almost leaned forward a little bit. And I think in, they're all actors, and, and it's incomprehensible to Chris in that moment that he's actually going to get slapped. He's thinking that Will Smith right. is probably doing some fun, right. I'm going to pretend to be mad about that mild joke. And I think it just took right. him off guard. And he was shocked that it happened. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's right. really humiliating. But I think he thought that it was yeah. going to be like a bit that they that did was... or something. Jimmy, you ever see Doom? Right. You ever see I mean, I mean Doom? No. no this is the new, I saw the new one. You did see the new one. Did you like it? The new one's so good, dude. So oh, I like fucking it. good. Jimmy, you so cocksucker. Good, I've been telling you it's forever so to watch this movie. Andre Feely's backing me it's up. so good. If Andre Listen likes it, I'll watch yeah. it. Hey, Dune. Hey, you fight. Dune, Dune the, new, how'd you, the new Batman. I'd like the new Batman. I gotta. I love the that. new Batman, too. The new Batman? But back to Dune really it's quick. so fucking good. There's, there's, there's lines yeah. in this from Josh Brolin that you could put the fighting when he's going to train Paul Atreides. Paul Atreides mm. ain't in the mood. Ah, can, tell me a story instead. I'm not in the mood. You know what he says to yeah. Josh Brolin? He says, you fight when the necessity arises, no matter the mood. No matter yeah. the mood, young Paul Atreides. Fuck yeah. I love that. That's a yeah, great so movie. That's a good fucking movie. That's, That's a, a good movie, fucking man. fucking good movie, man. And they set up perfect. It was the perfect mix of of building up because it's obviously going to be a fucking sequel tril trilogy whatever yes. they gave you enough so that it could stand on its own but you want more you fucking still want more um, that scene that i just told you about it it, you, it, it just it, it was more it is better it, it was moving it was inspirational i love that fucking shit. great yeah it was epic it was a big epic fucking movie it was beautiful um hey you know what before i forget you know what you were right hey, about tell me dude that fucking harley quinn show is so God damn good, dude. It's, it's funny. so good. I, it's, I didn't watch no, it it's hilarious. Season. Dude, it's it's hilarious. It's you got me on it and I started watching it just like you you told me a long time ago. That's and funny. I was like, uh, I'm like, I'm just it's not for me. And I started watching it. I'm like, dude, not only is this hilarious, like if you never if you never watched anything comic book related, it's fucking hilarious. The second thing is you can tell the people who wrote it, they love those characters. Like because they're so ass backwards from what they're supposed to be. Like Bane is like this little fucking, this little pissy like like pet, petty dude, and like and Bruce Wayne is like all insecure and needy. Like they do these characters in ways that it shouldn't work, but you can tell it works because they fucking know the characters. It's it's done. It's perfect, dude. It's and, and a perfect it's not show. For children. It's obviously not for it's children. Not. It's not. No. It's very, like Jimmy. A lot of sexual innuendos there. Yeah. Wait, now where yeah, is it shown? It's good. HBO Max. HBO Max. Okay. So Which, if you Batman. like animation, if you like animation, HBO Max is the one because they have all the Warner Brothers DC shit, and and uh, obviously Marvel has better big budget AAA live action. Like the Marvel movies are better than DC movies, except for live action. But everything else, I think DC does better. DC has like this whole adult animation thing, like this. It's crazy. They have like hundreds, dozens of movies, hundreds of shows, like. If you're a fucking nerd and you're into that, HBO Max is that spot, dude. I, I like it's that the they one. have the the DC because I'm more of a Marvel guy character-wise. I like like some certain characters I grew up with, but DC yeah. DC embraces being a little different. It they go yeah. they go places that they know they're not that this might not end up on a happy meal like that Holy right. show, very dark. Yeah. They talk about fucking yeah. sifting and different things. And yeah, it's yeah. fucking crazy.
but, shit uh, that you'll never get from Marvel. Oh, you'll never get that from yeah. Marvel. Yeah. No, it's very, uh, and they're not just doing it to be like uh, politically correct or diverse or like, you know what I mean? They're not doing it just to include everybody. Yeah. They're talking yeah. about different type of right. things that are just, they're just being funny. It's fucking, I think they get away with that more because it's a cartoon. It's, it's funny, yeah. Yeah, kind of like South Park. They get yeah, away I with also think it. like you talk, for sure. Yeah, and I think you actually touched on a deeper thing too where there's this like, there's this big push for um, inclusivity, which is good. It's important, right? Like um, there's a big push for inclusivity, but a lot of times you see, and Marvel's probably guilty of this, you see people do it in this like ham-fisted, like heavy-handed way where they just go like, they'll just do something that's an obvious, like that's an obvious like cash grab or they're just doing it because it's like, it's it's like, it's it's arbitrary it's like they're doing it because they want you to know hey hey we're inclusive whereas like this show is yeah. actually inclusive in a meaningful way and it's fucking funny and it's good they're not just like you know like how many times you see marvel just go like um okay well uh yeah this this character's gay now we're just we're doing that because we we have to no dc is like here's two the lead characters are two gay women it's fucking hilarious it's yeah. done perfectly and it actually is me. It's actually done in a way. And to me, that's like way more rad than than some fucking cash grab. Like, like you see these companies that just like they do it in such a way that you're like, man, you're it's you're just so they're just obviously virtue signaling. We're like DC is really yeah. doing this thing that's fucking cool. It's inclusive in a way that's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's fucking rad. 100%. I think that's, that's sick. Speaking of DC, I got yeah. one question for you before we let you go. This is a this is a this is a hard one, and I'm going to give you my answer afterwards. But uh, the Dark Knight or the new Batman movie, the Batman, which one do you prefer? It's it's hard to go. So, I I would have said the Dark Knight, I think. But I had a conversation with Joe Benavidez, who's a, a movie guy. Like that guy fucking knows yes. movies. He's, he's incredible. He's got he he's got a movie podcast he does now and shit. That's like his main focus after retirement for writing. And so you want to talk movies? Joe B's the guy. So, but he made a point where he said the Dark Knight is isn't really a Batman movie. It's a fucking Joker movie. Like it's Heath Ledger's Joker. It's it's kind of his movie, right? Um, and it makes you look at it differently. I think. <laughs> I don't know, man. I know, I know how classic Dark Knight is, and I think it's maybe a a better movie. Like, if I had to recommend just to go watch a movie, maybe that's the movie. But I I'm gonna say New Batman because it's setting up like it's it, it's a better all around Batman movie. You know, what's you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes. You know what's more of a fair question? I guess is it's kind of more of his origin story. So. Is it right. the yeah. Batman would be a better question would be the Batman or Batman Begins, which was an also a very good movie. Batman, you know? I think Batman Begins is super, super underrated. Batman Begins yeah. is fucking, but you know what, you know, the new Batman, and I, and I think this is the only piece missing from the yes. Christopher Nolan movies, the new Batman, what it did better than any other Batman is the fight scenes. The fight oh, scenes I in the Christopher Nolan, the fight scenes of Christopher Nolan are terrible. It's dude. so true. I mean, they're bad. It's they're bad. Good. Man, I can hang out with you every week, Andre. Listen to me. I agree. And listen, dude, I, I, I was very – there's better – there's certain scenes in The Dark Knight that just that – just, they're just undeniable. They're so good with the Joker and Heath Ledger. Even yeah. Michael J. White. Even Michael J. White with Enough from the Clown and all that shit was great. I love the characters. Mm-hmm. I, listen, I watched a review of a comparison – from comedian um, uh, Chris D'Elia. You know Chris D'Elia? Yeah. yeah. You ever heard of so I see yeah. him talk about both movies. And he was shitting on The Dark Knight. I go, how dare you? But he said one scene. And he said one scene that something happened. And when he showed it, I go, holy fuck. He just definitely turned me more to the Batman. When, yeah. when Batman shows up in The Dark Knight, right? There's a bunch of the fake Batmans. You think, what is this? When they're in that parking garage. And also Batman yeah. shows up and he takes the gun rifle and he bends it like a fucking like it's made of fucking silly putty. Like he bends yeah. the knot the knot the, the, the yeah. nozzle. The barrel, the, yeah. The yeah. Barrel and a fucking nozzle. I don't know what that means. Yeah. But he yeah. bends the barrel like he's fucking Superman. Superman, yeah. What the fuck it? Right. Delaya was right. That was fucking horrible. Yeah. 
No, and, and the fight. I think so. The fight scenes are terrible. I, Joe B. Joe B. said this, and I, I was like, I was not on board. But at the longer I thought about it, the more I thought, like Dark Knight. I think is it's an incredible movie. And there's some incredible scenes, but it's Heath Ledger's movie. It's a Joker movie more than it's a more than it's a Batman movie. And I think it's one of those things. You know, he also said this. I'll say this to his comparison because. I'm a uh, Daniel Day Lewis, my favorite actor. I have Bill the Butcher tattooed on my leg because I love I love Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, I love Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, I was gonna get Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood, which is my favorite movie, but yeah. I, I love Daniel Day Lewis. And Joe B was saying, I think it was Joe B was saying, Gangs of New York isn't that good of a movie. He loves Scorsese, but he's like, Gangs of New York isn't that good of a movie. You just think it's a good movie because you love Bill the Butcher, and because Daniel Day Lewis as Bill the Butcher is fucking like in a not movie and he said that's the same thing as the dark knight if the dark knight didn't have heath ledger's joker you wouldn't say it's an incredible movie and i'm like well fuck you just fucked me up there and and the more i think about it the more i begrudgingly think he's right you know what i mean whereas whereas really there's not a weak part of there's not a weak part of the new batman the only thing i will say last thing i know we're nerding out here we probably just lost the fucking audience but fuck them uh so um, he's kind of swayed me, right? Like a great character in an okay movie, whereas the whole new Batman, I think everything fit perfectly. The Penguin, the way they did the Penguin. Dude, I didn't even when, – when, when the new Batman credits rolled and they said um, – they said um, – I can see his face. Who played Penguin? Um, Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Colin when they Farrell. said – I was so into the movie. When they said Colin Farrell's name in the, in the credits, I said, who the fuck is Colin Farrell? And I was like, oh my God, that was he was the penguin. Like they did such a good job with that oh, dude. That's unrecognizable. And did you see yeah. the missing scene? Speaking of being a geek, there's a missing scene with the Joker with the, yes, yeah. in jail. Which it's so good. Done, yeah. it, it was very good. It was it was almost like a take on when the police would go to a real serial killer like Ted Bundy yeah. for help. I wish they left it in. Killers. Yeah. It was exactly like that. I wish they left that in because no I mean, spoilers. With that scene with the Joker at the end in in the right. jail cell and the yeah. friends, and it felt a little to me a little weird. It felt it was out cool. of place, a little out of place. Yeah. But with that other scene in it, it would have more context. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, Fuck yeah. The last thing I'll say on yes. this nerd rant is it. the criticism. The criticism that everybody has about, or not that everybody. The criticism that I heard the most was that Paul Dano's Riddler was like kind of like not charismatic enough or not likable enough and my whole thing was like was like no that's not paul dano doing it wrong that's paul dano doing it perfect like you have uh, you had what reddit fortune we're losing you no wait yo go ahead now go yes yeah so i'm saying I'm saying everyone said Paul Dano's um, Riddler was not charismatic enough. I'm like, no, it's perfect. Like, you think a guy locked in his mom's basement on fucking Reddit and 4chan and conspiracy theories and rounding up fucking terror, like uh, urban terrorists and plotting to kill politicians? Like, you think that guy's going to be like a smooth, cool? No, like, that guy's going to be a fucking weird, cringy, yes. like, abrasive. Like, dude, Paul Dano played that perfectly. Like, and people, he played it so well that people were like, well, like they wanted, they wanted Tom Hardy's Bane or they wanted, they wanted the, uh, they wanted Heath Ledger's Joker. I'm like, no, this is what it looks like when a domestic terrorist who's locked in his mom's basement and is on the internet too much is in public. Yes. Like, this is what it looks like. You know what I mean? Like he was perfect. I thought he was perfect. hundred percent. Total creep. All right. Yeah, total listen. creep. Yeah. Hey, Andre, listen, man. Yes. You brought your own movie talk thing. I'm with you, bro. We'll do something. I love it. Let's do it. You Let's know? do it. But, uh, Thank you for coming, you. man. Yes. Yeah. Have yeah. fun this weekend, man. We're going to be yep. watching. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, man. All right, pal. Yeah. We'll talk to you again soon, all right? All right, Andre. Andre. Yep. Thanks, Andre. Take care, brother. Bye. That was fun. Yes. Um, I got to wrap up because I have to go back downtown to tape something else. Okay. All right. We're going to say goodbye. Loved it. Yeah. Thank you to Chidi and thanks. Andre Feely is a great guest, always. Uh, guys, you want to plug anything, Jimmy, before we go? 
Tonight I'm going to be uh, Wednesday night. I'll be at the Fat Black Pussycat doing my hour every Wednesday this month. And then at the end of the month, the 23rd, 24th, I'll be in Min uh, Minneapolis my first time at the Acme Comedy Club. Great club. SarahBJJ.com. Okay, got a big sale coming up. If you're in Huntington, Long Island, or anywhere near there, get your training on. Come visit me. I'm always yep. there. I'll be there later. All right, everybody. Uh, I will, we will see you soon. And all the fights this weekend, really quick. Yep, Saturday night. It's uh, it's Sanhagen against uh, Song Yudong. And, of course, uh, uh, and uh, Chidi and, uh, and Jokowani is the uh, co-main. Um, hold on, I'm losing my fucking paper. Again, it's Gregory Rodriguez. Uh, it's a great co-main. Uh, they were just moved up into the co-main. So, yeah, definitely watch this uh, this weekend, this Saturday night. Goodbye, everybody. Check Goodbye. Out over the weekend. Yes. Bye, guys.